Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together today. Just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that his time had come to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now loved them to the very end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, that he should betray Jesus. Because Jesus knew that the Father had handed all things over to him, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, he got up from the meal, removed his outer clothes, took a towel, and tied it around himself. He poured water into the wash basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to dry them with the towel he had wrapped around himself. Then he came to Simon Peter. Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not understand what I am doing now, but you will understand after these things. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus replied, the one who has bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not every one of you. For Jesus knew the one who was going to betray him. For this reason, he said, not every one of you is clean. So when Jesus had washed their feet and put his outer clothing back on, he took his place at the table again and said to them, do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you do so correctly for that is what I am. If I then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you too ought to wash one another's feet for I have given you an example. You should do just as I have done for you. For I tell you the solemn truth, the slave is not greater than his master, nor is the one who sent as a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you understand these things, you will be blessed if you do them. This comes from John 13. It's a bad habit, and once you start, it's very difficult to stop. I'm talking about getting two pieces of gum instead of just one. When you chew two pieces at once, the chewing experience is just much more satisfying. The gum stays soft longer, the flavor lasts longer, and after you start chewing two, one piece will no longer satisfy. Only two will do. This creates problems for me, however. When all of us are in the car and I grab my two pieces of gum, invariably, one of the kids will say, can I have two also? My answer to that is no. If I let every person in the van have two pieces, we'll blow through the whole pack in one shot. That's 14 pieces of gum, and I'm too frugal for that. So I let everyone else have one, and I take my two. But there's always the follow-up question, well, Dad, why do you get two? I've given a few different answers for this. Most of them have to do with the fact that I'm a larger person and therefore have a bigger mouth. That means I need two pieces of gum but the kids have gotten smart and realized that's a complete load of hogwash. So now I'm forced to reply with the old tried and true response, because I'm the dad, that's why. They're unable to respond or argue with this. It works for everything. Why do I get more ice cream? Because I'm the dad. Why do I get the best spot on the couch? Because I'm the dad. Why do I get to stay up later than they do? Because I'm the dad. Why do I get to choose the music that we listen to in the car? Because I'm the dad. Why do I get more french fries? Because I am the dad. It's an interesting argument when you actually break it down to what it means. When they are asking why I get more of something than they did, 
They are assuming an equal position and status to me. They are just as important as I am and therefore deserve equal amounts of ice cream. They deserve two pieces of gum as well, since they have just as much merit as I do as a human being. But this isn't true. They are children. They are not providing income. They are not earning money and contributing to the purchase of gum or ice cream. They carry no responsibility for the well-being and direction of the family. Those tasks and responsibilities fall on my shoulders. Therefore, the authority to make decisions about all kinds of things, including gum and ice cream, fall on my shoulders. Part of the perks of the job is getting a little extra gum. Since I have more authority and responsibility, they are not of the same status that I am. They do not deserve the same amount of gum. All of humanity is built on this principle. The boss carries a lot more authority and responsibility than his employee. That's why he gets the bigger salary in the corner office. The president carries a lot more authority and responsibility than the average citizen. That's why he gets a White House provided to live in and we don't. There are signs and markers of responsibility and authority and status everywhere. And it's not wrong. It's just how life works. Well, Jesus knew that his time to die was coming and he was about to perform the ultimate act of love for his disciples and he wanted them to learn a lesson. So he changed out his teacher and rabbi robes for the clothes of the lowest servant in the house. And he proceeded to do one of the nastiest jobs in the first century, foot washing. This is the equivalent to your senior pastor plunging out a toilet. This is why Peter freaked out. He didn't want Jesus to be disrespected like that. But then Jesus brought it around to a point that we need to hear today. Allow me to paraphrase what he said. Here's what he said. Look, guys, I'm your teacher. I'm your rabbi. I'm the respected one here. And that's the way it should be. But I humbled myself and did the embarrassing job for you. You guys need to do the same thing for each other, serve each other. And if you don't, you're pretending to be better than I am. If you think you're too good to do nasty jobs for each other, then you also think you're higher and mightier than me, which is ridiculous. What a different take. This stands in such stark contrast to the world we see around us today. We're all striving and pushing for status and position and authority all the time. Jesus says that is wrong. Even if we do get authority, we're to use it for the good of others, not for our own gain. So let's bring this home. What's your focus? When you wake up, what's the goal you're trying to accomplish that day? Are you serving yourself or are you serving others? When we look at the death and resurrection of Jesus, we see the ultimate example of service. Jesus laid aside everything about himself in order to make a way for us to be whole. He died on the cross to make our situation better. How are we following his example? Let's pray. Dear Father, as I think about the death and resurrection of Jesus, I realize that I have not followed his commandments, and I haven't been serving my fellow disciples I've put myself and my own needs as the highest priority. I've been thinking about my position and my place and what I deserve. I ask that your Holy Spirit would remove this thinking from me and replace it with selfless service like Jesus did. A couple thoughts for you as we close today. In what ways are you serving yourself and not those around you? How is God calling you to serve in his kingdom? What action steps can you take in response to this teaching today. 
And how can you actively set aside your position and authority? How can you not let those things influence your decisions? Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time.